Welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod, we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment. Think healthcare provision during a pandemic. Think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, I speak to Anders Bergtoft. Anders is CEO of ChargeApps, a company playing an increasingly important role in the electric vehicle charging space. Charging infrastructure is one of the most interesting and critical factors in the wider rollout of EVs. In the interview, I speak with Anders about the hurdles the automotive industry still needs to overcome, and he reveals what it's like to be a CEO in this fascinating era of mobility. But first, I ask Anders for his current assessment of the EV revolution. Globally, I think we are, uh, you know, uh, in the beginning of an sort of exponential growing market, right? Because I normally say when I'm in the office like I am right now that all the cars that pass outside my window here, all of them will be uh, electrical powered at some time. All of them will be able to to charge. Uh, if you look here in Sweden, you know the average life expectancy of a of a car is maybe 17 years. So of course it will take a lot of time before that really happens. Uh, but if you in here in Sweden now, so in June, basically 50% of all the cars already sold, uh, they are possible to charge. So either they were pure electric cars or or, or hybrids. Um, and the same if you go to Norway, you know, it's it's uh, even higher. It's like 85%. So so this shift has already started, and you could say some like Sweden, Norway, and some of the other markets in in in. Um, that maybe the northern part of Europe or or way ahead of some of the other markets, uh, and I think this, you know, some people call it a mega trend. So this will will go on for for many many years, of course. And the um, and also, if if you take uh, Norway, I mean, they say you know, 2025, you're not allowed to sell anymore. Uh, internal combustion engine type of cars and of course they have been working on this a lot longer than than many others and also if i look at uh, all the car manufacturers today they are really making this shift now so they are you know either stop investing in in um, r&d for for uh, the older type fossil fuel type cars uh, they're cranking out a lot of new more models uh, prices are, are coming down, etc, uh, etc. Et so I think there are lots of things really going on. So it's not about it's not a matter of, you know, uh, sort of if it will happen is rather rather when and then regardless, I think if Norway have said 2025 or let's say uh, France or Spain have said 2040, uh, because I think all the car manufacturers, they are they are already uh, in this transition. So at some time, you will anyhow not be able to buy uh, a car uh, that is driven by diesel or or um, uh, petrol or so. So, so uh, it it will happen, uh, I think, very much so. And then you can see also a lot of a lot of the, uh, I mean, all the 
Uh, I read just, I think it was Porsche. I mean, they're even invested, investing in, in uh, fast uh, charging stations in, in Germany as one example. So you see all of those trends as well changing so that um, uh, it's, it's not the old incumbents, the, the, the uh, BPs of the world or, or the, the, the petrol stations, they seem to be very slow at adapting, but it's all it's other new entrants that are coming in. Uh, so I think all the old traditional players to stay relevant, they also need to, to start this change. Uh, otherwise they will lose their business and there will be other companies coming in and potentially taking the, the, uh, the fueling <laughs> business, yeah. if, if we would call it uh, like that. Yeah, and I was going to say that's certainly a trend we're seeing as well. That so many joint ventures at the moment between between battery companies and manufacturers. You're seeing oh. stories about those kind of things almost every day. And you mentioned the manufacturers. In terms of from an advertising and marketing perspective, all they want to talk about is electric cars. So we're definitely on that journey, Anders, aren't we? But what do you think are the the biggest challenges that still remain for us to kind of carry on and and get to the point where we have fully electric cars on our roads? Like the challenges for both the manufacturers and for for the governments as well. Well, the way I see it is that, I mean, normally, uh, uh, I mean, there's a lot to talk about this uh, high-speed charging. Uh, and of course, you need to build out a high-speed charging network across a country so that you can travel longer distances. And it can be done by, by new players or it can be done by by uh, the old uh, sort of, uh, yeah, the, the BPs of this world, so to say. Uh, um, that, that's an important factor, of course, that you can travel long distances without any problems. But in many cases, uh, people drive their cars, you know, for you know an hour or two or so uh, per day. And then, of course, uh, if you have a fully uh, fully electric EV car, then of course it's not a problem because you know your your battery will always be fully charged because you can. Hopefully you can charge at home and you can hopefully charge, charge uh, in the office as well. So in, in the future, I think uh, if you have fully electric cars, then it will be easier compared to if you have a, a hybrid because hybrids, then you, you, need to, you tend to need to charge them more, more often. And then maybe it then turns out that you have a hybrid car, but you actually drive it on, 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 on petrol instead. So, so I think the 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 um, yeah we need to build that uh, you know uh, high speed network and then of course you need to have incentives in place also so that you as an end user you can invest uh, in your own uh, infrastructure at home uh, and if you are lucky so that you have your own private home or if you live in an apartment where you have a parking garage of course then that shouldn't be uh, be a problem. And I think uh, in the future, uh, I mean, all parking lots, all parking spaces will have some possibility for, to, to charge. Uh, you remember, uh, I'm a little bit older than you maybe, but uh, way back when, when you paid for, for parking, then you put uh, a dime in, in some you know, machine and you twisted your turn something and then you were allowed to park for an hour or so. Uh, so I think those type of things need to come back in terms that you need to be able to charge your 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 car in, in a simple and, and easy way. Uh, then if you look at the car manufacturers, I mean, it's a whole 
the ED cars are, are so much different. They are more like a computer. So software becomes really more uh, important. Uh, and I think that's what we see. Uh, I have a Polestar uh, myself, uh, beautiful car, drives perfectly. Uh, but, you know, all new electrical cars, they, there's always some glitches in the software needs to be fixed, etc. So it's like, it's more like a computer today that, that you with the over the air updates, etc. Then you improve the functionality of, of these cars. So, so I think that is also uh, important. And, and then, of course, the traditional car manufacturers, they need to, to learn more about software. If you compare Tesla to, to more of the regular incumbents, Tesla makes better software, but the other car manufacturers, they maybe make better cars. So, so I think it will blend in some way uh, in the end there as well. Hello, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. And if you want more, you can head over to techforgood.net for some compelling and thought-provoking stories. From high-tech insect farms that could solve world hunger to a global mission to counter the spread of COVID-19 disinformation, we've got Tech for Good covered. You can read and subscribe at techforgood.net. to talk about charge amps and, and, and the company yeah. that you lead and and mm-hmm. and the solutions your company creates and how it can help solve some of the challenges in this area mm-hmm. no but i think the the um the uh so, so what we what do we do i mean we we do um uh, uh ac chargers that you can have at home uh in public settings or 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 at the office uh so it's uh, basically the, the covers the charging, 80% of the charging that you need to do. Uh, and we try to, um, uh, we make our products out of recycled aluminum. So they look nice uh, and they also have some kind of iconic design, uh, but we also try to have uh, so sort of a sustainable uh, view on making these chargers instead of making them out of you know, plastic. Um, and then, of course, I think in the future as well, it's very important that you um, you build in functionality like smart charging, so that you can charge uh, when when the electricity is available, when it is uh, priced as low as possible, uh, when there is available capacity in the grid, uh, and then also coming back to the car manufacturers that that in the future, of course, when you have vehicle to grid, so that you can utilize all cars that are standing that are parked that you can actually use them also as batteries so you can take electricity from the cars uh, when you actually uh, need to balance the grid in in a better way Um, so uh, we make charging stations we have sold them into 15 countries globally and then um, um, we are have strong position here in the nordics but we are now also expanding out to other markets across uh, Europe, uh, which is great. Uh, the customers seem to love our products. Uh, I, I tend to sometimes, or I've been quoted saying that they look a little bit like an iPhone. So we try to focus on the, on the design. We have our own uh, designer. Um, and then of course we will try to also blend hardware, software and services so that we make a nice package that really works um, and then, uh, of course, you have a cloud platform that can control the the, uh, the charging station. And you can do, uh, if you have a bigger installation, uh, 
then of course you can administer that uh, installation in, in a smart way, uh, so to say. It's, it's interesting you mentioned the iPhone there, because I've been told, Anders, that your company likes to think of yourselves as the Apple of EV charging. What do, what do you mean by that? No, but I think uh, it, it's it's one thing is about the, the, the design of the product. So, so they really look nice. And, and if you do some customer clinics or so, and you put up uh, a lot of charging stations, then uh, people point at our boxes simply because they, they, they look nice. Uh, that is, of course, important. Uh, let's say you have a nice house or you have a nice car that you have bought. You want to have the same feeling uh, with the charging station, I think. Then, of course, uh, just like Apple, then it's about this, you know, how you blend hardware, software and services and how it all works together. Uh, and then sort of our tagline is smart charging made easy. So I think it's also you want to take the complexity out of, of, of charging. So it is easy for the customers to to use the solutions. I think that is also uh, very important. Um, so, so that's maybe may, maybe some of those uh, things. Um, we are not necessarily more expensive than, than competition, but, but our products, they just look very nice. And, and, and that's something that the customers really perceive as something, something great. Uh, as, so, and as CEO of the company, Anders, what are the other kind of values and principles that you, you are trying to impart on, on your company and as, as you move forward in this very interesting market? No, but I think uh, for us, uh, uh, I mean, we have some some company values that we think are important. And one of them is, of course, uh, quality. So uh, we're a premium brand. Our products are, are really great. Uh, we have high quality products. We make them here uh, in Sweden. So they're not only designed, but they're also made uh, here in Sweden. Um, and so quality is one aspect, of course. Uh, then innovation is something that we believe highly in. So we want to... Uh, be an innovator and, and take new things to market. Uh, and we have some interesting products in, in a roadmap that will come out later later next year. So that's also something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and then of course, all about agility that, that uh, in today's world, I mean, you need to be quick to respond and, and you need to have uh, uh, all our boxes or, or uh, connected to the internet. So, you know, they can be uh, over the air uh, updated with new firmware, new functionalities, etc. Those are some of the aspects that I think are, are, are important. And then um, when you install a charging station, then of course it's, uh, you know, need to balance the grid and the available capacity that you have, etc. So dynamic load balancing is something that is really important. We were very early out with that. Uh, and that's something that uh, sort of makes it uh, easy to to charge more cars uh, on a you know a limited uh, capacity uh, available you could say so so that's something also that we try to to differentiate uh, compared to uh, compared to competition of course really good stuff anders and we're going to talk a bit more about your career in a minute but next i want to ask you how exciting it is to be a, a ceo to be a business leader in the, in this space in this market right now because it, it must be hugely stimulating and exciting and and really rewarding as well i mean i i think uh i, I previously i've worked in in the it industry and the telecom industry i think this is uh, a similar feeling in that sense it's fantastic uh, uh to work in a in a business that has such a high uh, growth because it's it's more fun of course uh and it's also uh, and, and this growth will be here for a very very long time 
and I think that's also uh, really really fantastic. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the sort of technology for good aspect that you actually work with something that is good for for uh, for nature and for the climate and for for myself and for my kids. Uh, so that is also something that really uh, interests me, of course, that that uh, you're part of something good and, and you're making the society uh, better. Uh, so, so that sort of triggers me. Uh, and then this whole international aspect as well, that uh, something that you have designed and, and built here in Sweden is something that you can, can sell and, and um, market uh, across the globe, basically. So you can, you can uh, you know, be part of that, be part of that journey, of course. Uh, that's super exciting for me, at least. Do you want to keep up to date with the latest in enterprise, technology and digital transformation? Visit digitalbulletin.com for news, long reads, thought leadership and so much more. That's digitalbulletin.com. And as somebody, as you mentioned, and as you've worked in technology for, for many years, to have that aspect where you are now using your knowledge and, and you're seeing technology being used for good in the industry that you're in, how does, how does that make you think about your, your, previous, your previous career? Maybe talk a bit about, a bit more, in a bit more detail about, about what you've done and how you've got to this point now. No, but I think I, I, I um, uh, if you take the telecom industry, I, I've, um, I've, uh, I was part of starting uh, the first 3G operator here in, in, uh, in Sweden. And then before that, you could say basically it was uh, voice and, and SMS. And then suddenly this device, you can suddenly, it's a small computer and you can use it for, for a lot of stuff. So, so being part of all of that journey and, and now today, I mean, now I'm talking to you on, on my iPad here, right? So then, then um, having that power in, in your pocket, uh, having internet, have everything and all the applications, apps, what have you. I think that is a fantastic journey, of course. And, and I think in the future, if you look at, at charging as well, um, we talked about this vehicle to grid. Uh, we did not talk maybe about smart, you know, smart home really, but in the future, of course, the car when it's connected to your house will be super important also for, for, uh, for balancing the grid, etc. So suddenly you could say in the future, then, then, uh, the car will be part of the smart home. Uh, and you have, of course, um, uh, solar panels on, on the roof of your building, etc. So all of this sort of comes together in, in a very fantastic way. So I think it's the same experience maybe compared to when I started up uh, a 3G operator that suddenly this new technology uh, is something that you can utilize and, and really do great things with. And I think it will be the same here. And suddenly the car goes from being uh, the polluting car to actually filling a very important place in in the electrical grid system of a country that that uh, they are seen as batteries and, and then they can if they are not driven they they should be connected to the grid so that you can balance the grid in, in, in a smart way uh, so, so i think that is something that is really uh, interesting uh, as such so so i've been i've been working with the you know, telecoms and, and, and then also I was out very early uh, internet uh, and how that have shift, shifted uh, in terms of, um, uh, you know, online retail 
all of that uh, has also have a great impact on how we purchase different things today. Uh, and I think this uh, EV car uh, thing is also something that will have huge impact. Uh, uh, you know, you, you talk about self-driving cars and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, so there will be a lot of changes, uh, I think, in the future here. Uh, that is super, super interesting and super exciting to be part of. Yeah, and how much faith, Anders, do you have in in the power of technology to to really change the world? You know, to not to be too grandiose about it, to ch but to change the world, especially you know, take your industry for example, where we're fighting climate change. The electrification of 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 cars and vehicles is a huge step towards kind of fighting that. How how positive are you that the technology that you've seen develop over your career is is really going to help us solve some of the biggest challenges we have? No, but I think I think uh, I used to work for Ericsson, uh, a telecom infrastructure player, uh, and uh, there we, if you look at uh, you know rural Africa, there are lots of unbanked people. They don't have access to banks, but they uh, very early they could uh, send money from where they were working to to where their family were, etc. So suddenly, by the power of, of telecommunication, a mobile phone, a SIM card, and, and, and a network, you could suddenly distribute money uh, back to your, to your family. And that was, of course, not possible before. Uh, so, so those are really cool things, I think, that, that I have at least seen uh, great you know, power uh, from. Uh, we, we sit here in, in the Western world, and we can do... Uh, you know, social media and, and post different things, etc. But but uh, the technology for good thing is, of course, that suddenly you can use the technology and actually uh, make make uh, Africa a better place, for instance, as one example, or bring education out to, to remote places, etc. Um, and I think in the electricity space here, I think the the uh, one of the challenges is, is of course, that uh, if you take uh, Sweden, where I live, then we have uh, we have uh, nuclear power, we have water power, we have wind, uh, we have less of solar, but it's coming uh, due to that we are quite far north, of course. Uh, so also the, the whole electricity mix is of course important in in the future as well to to be able to uh, when you when you do this trans transition, then then. Um, uh, the power that you will use in your electric car also needs to be uh, the right type of power, right? So I think it will be, uh, uh, you know, a lot of pressure, you could say, on, on governments, etc., to secure that you have uh, sustainable uh, electricity available in, in, in each market. Otherwise, if you, if you will still, uh, you know, have coal to drive the electricity plants, then then it will be no, not so much value actually doing this uh, transformation. So, so a lot of those places, things also needs to come into play. That was the Tech for Good podcast. Listen, subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher.